Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're in an amazing series, Life, Death, Resurrection, and Eternal Life. Today, we're looking at Christ's victory over death, and that means victory for each one of us. So stay with us for an in-depth, interactive study. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. And welcome to our team. Good to be together again. Yes. Uh, take a look at each other and smile. We represent all different parts of the world, and we're glad that you're part of our family too, wherever you are. And you know, we've added some remote team members so that we can expand our sharing time together. Sabina, good to see you from BC, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, Marianella from California, good to see you again. And Enoch, good to see you again joining us from Maryland. We're always glad to see our remote team members. We're greatly blessed when they're in the studio, but we're also glad when they can join us remotely. Did you get our free gift yet? Did you go to hopetv.org slash hopess? Click on the free gift button. It's a digital copy of the book, The Story of Jesus. It's a concise study of the life, but especially the death resurrection of Jesus and the gift of eternal life through faith in Him. You can get your free digital copy. Just go to our website, click on the free gift button, and you will be blessed. We also want to encourage you to write to us wherever you are. You say, ah, oh, you don't need to hear from me. But actually, we're blessed when we hear from your testimonies around the world how God is blessing you. And uh, here's just a few emails. Here's one from Iowa in the United States of America. And Seek uh, Augustine writes, and she says, I sincerely want to thank the media team for what they do to catch the, oh, capture the study. Praise God. So I, would, I, I know we can't scan to the media team and have them all wave, but whether they're in the control room or behind a camera or at the soundboard, we want to thank our media team, don't we? Yes. For the great work that you do to, uh, to bless us. Augustine continues, this program has helped me to understand the Bible better and strengthen my walk with God. Yes, amen. Yes. Continue what you do because it's a ministry that's bringing people to God in the last days of earth's history. Love and appreciate you all. Amen. Augustine, thanks for writing to us. I think you posted this on our Facebook page. We've got 180,000 followers on our Facebook Amen. page. Praise We're glad Lord. you're part Amen. of our Hope Sabbath School family. I just got this email just from Antonio in Zambia, Lusaka. He says, I've been using the Hope Sabbath School format for about 10 years now. I started when I was in high school, and now I'm a teacher. Amen. Amen. Well, you yes. learned how to teach the Word of God, and uh, Antonio, now you're a teacher. May God continue to bless Hope Sabbath School. I wrote to him and said, are you a Sabbath School teacher, or a teacher by profession, or both? And I'm sure that uh, I'll hear back from Antonio. Mm -hmm. He says, your effort towards God's appointed work is adorable. And I just want to say, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, that's my favorite word too, Antonio. Thanks yes. for writing to us uh, from Zambia. Here's a note from a donor in Georgia, in the United States. Mm -hmm. yes. And maybe you're saying, oh, I don't know if I could make a difference. Listen, $5 makes a difference. Yes. $500 makes a difference, mm -hmm. $35 makes a difference. Yes. We can yeah. all be part of the miracle. And some people give every month. 
You can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the donate button, and it will tell you how you can be an impact partner with us. Yeah. This donor writes to us from Georgia and says, I am very thankful for all that I'm learning on Hope Sabbath School. I watch it every day mm. at 6 a.m. Please say thank you to your wife, Bodil, for the scripture songs. Yes, Amen. yes. She says, we sing them every morning with our Bible study. Yeah. Well, thank you, donor, and a gift of $200 thank to you. bless thank the you. ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank yes. you, and thank you to each one of you for your generous support. We can all be part of a great miracle of God. Yes. One last note from Robin here in where our studio is located in Maryland, here in the United States, Robin writes and says, thank you for your ministry and believe, I believe many souls are being led back to Jesus. Amen. I'm one of them. Yes. <laughs> Somebody say, Amen. Wow, I'm one of them. Yes. And I'm grateful for your program. <laughs> I almost missed that. Many are being led back. I thought that's wonderful. But when, when uh, Robin said, I'm one of them, yes. That's a testimony. I look forward to Friday evening when I can turn on Hope Sabbath School and hear the testimonies from everyone. I love this little group, and I want to say hello. Will we give Robin a wave, everybody? Yes. Hello. We thank you for being part of our Hope Sabbath School. It's a blessing to me and my walk with Christ. You help make the Sabbath School come alive. Amen. People around the world are blessed. Well, Robin, thanks for taking the time to write to us. Uh, from your home state of Maryland, where we're filming right now. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Each one of you, would you write to us, sshope at hopetv.org. We'd love to hear how God's blessing you. But right now, we want to hear you sing our theme song from Revelation 1. Yes, Jesus says, I am he who lives and was dead, but behold, I'm alive forevermore. Do not be afraid. Let's sing it together. But be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Was and who is to come? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Who is and who was and who is to come? The Almighty, the Almighty. Beginning and the 
Well, our topic today is what our song is all about, Christ's victory over death. Mm -hmm. Is there a more important topic? I appreciate mm -hmm. in a previous study, Sean, where you said, it's not just that Jesus died, yes. but he conquered death. That's he rose right. again. Yes. So let's pray the Holy Spirit will guide us as we study together today. Father in heaven, for our team in the studio, our remote team members, and our Hope Sabbath School family around the world, we pray the Holy Spirit would work in life-changing ways as we study about Christ's victory over death. Mm -hmm. And I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, you know, if you've read the Gospels, each Gospel, a large portion of the Gospel is just the last week talking about sufferings, death, and resurrection, right? Yes. So we've got a lot of scripture to cover, Amen. but it's a vitally important topic. And what is the desired outcome? And the answer is that each Hope Sabbath School member yes. would say, Jesus, I want to accept what you yes. accomplished for yes. me, Amen. my Savior Amen. and soon coming King. Amen. So let's begin in uh, John chapter 19. And Lavinia, would you start our study with verses 32 to 37. Because before we talk about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, it's very clear from Scripture that Jesus died. He laid down His life mm. for us. Let's read from John 19, beginning with verse 32. Reading from the New King James Version. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with Him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. For these things were done this, that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierced. So there are prophecies being fulfilled even yes. in the death yes. of Jesus, right? Yes. But it was the Roman soldier's responsibility yes. to make sure that the prisoner was dead. Yes. Jesus yes. was dead. Yes. Let's keep reading, Travis, in the same chapter, John 19. Could you read verses 38 to 42? And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. After this, Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. Mm -hmm. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. So if we just had the Gospel of John, which, by the way, has God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that yeah. whoever 
believes, believes in him should not there is. but have everlasting life yeah. we, we we'd have this clear picture that Jesus said if I be lifted up I will draw, draw all people to me and now here he is lifted up yeah. he dies and he's taken and buried in a tomb. We have all that we need for salvation in the Gospel of John. Yes. That's why if someone says, what book should I start with? I wouldn't tell them necessarily to start with Genesis. Mm -hmm. I'd say, read the Gospel of John. Because yes. mm -hmm. right there is the Gospel message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the Gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, give us some additional insights. Jason, could you read from Matthew 27, verses 57 to 61? The New King James Version says in Matthew chapter 27, verses 57 to 61, Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. Lavinia, if you could keep reading, uh, even the enemies of Jesus, listen to me carefully, mm -hmm. even the enemies of Jesus mm -hmm. knew that he was dead. Yes. Mm. Notice what they do. Lavinia is recorded in Matthew 27, verses 62 to 66. Reading from the New King James Version. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver said, After three days, I will rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. The Pilate said to them, You have a guard, go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. So was there any question that Jesus was dead in the minds of his enemies? No. 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 What was their only concern? That he stay in there. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, they say someone will steal the body, but were they correct in saying that Jesus has said, and after three days rise again? Yes. Yes. Was that correct or yes. not? Yes. yes. It, it was, Michael. And it's interesting how, the, how Jesus' enemies remembered his words and they didn't? far better than his disciples. Let's look at a few passages. Uh, Marianella, maybe you could begin. We're going to just look at these very quickly. John 2. 19 to 22, several passages, the, the religious leaders were right. Jesus had said, and after three days, rise again. John chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. John chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple 
and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? Keep reading down through verse 22 for us. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. his disciples understand what he was saying? <laughs> no. No. Then. When did they understand? After, after the resurrection. Afterwards, they go, oh, he'd said after yeah. three days, right? Yes. Michael, could you read for us from Luke 18, verses 31 to 33? Luke. Jesus is dead now and buried in a rich man's tomb, Joseph of Arimathea. But there were these prophecies that after three days he would rise again. How does Luke record in Luke 18? So this is Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 33, and I'm reading the King James Version. Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully treated, and spit upon. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. Is that clear? Yeah. yeah. It's clear. His enemies even heard what he said. Yeah. Enoch, I want you to read a prophecy of Jesus for us in John 10, verses 17 and 18. John 10, verses 17 and 18. Okay, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. And it reads, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Amen. Thank you, Ina, for reading that. I love that. I have authority to lay it down. Why would he lay it down? For, us. for the plan of salvation, salvation from the foundation of the world, yes, right? Yep. But I also have authority to raise it up again, mm -hmm. yep. speaking about his resurrection. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to look at some of the resurrection passages, and you would expect that the disciples would just be waiting, right? Like mm -hmm. really excited for the third day. But somehow, somehow, maybe because of their preconceived ideas, that he wasn't the Messiah they were expecting. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Let's look and see what happened. Sean, in Matthew 28, if you could read for us the first eight verses. Again, there's lots of passages about mm. the death and resurrection, but how does Matthew record in Matthew 28, yes. 1 to 8? I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Matthew 28, verses 1 through 8. Now, after the Sabbath... As the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Madeline and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clo clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, 
For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So... They went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And how did the disciples respond when they came with the news? Does anybody know? Jason, would you read for us in Luke uh, chapter 24, verses 1 to 11? What, What would be the expected response? You say, well, it depends if they were believing what Jesus had told them and rise the third day. Luke 24, verses 1 to 11. The New King James Version says in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. Mm. So did the women believe? Did Mary, would you say the women believed? Yes. yes. They believed yes. the angel, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to read, of course, John uh, will tell us that, uh, that Jesus actually met Mary Magdalene there in the garden. Mm-hmm. But, but they believe, and the disciples <laughs> did not. They're, now, now, what about the enemies of Christ when they heard the tomb was empty? Did they believe he was risen from the dead? I think they believed. Well, let's, let's look. Uh, Patricia, if you could read for us from Matthew 28, still in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew 28, verses 11 to 15. By the way, <laughs> all they had to do, uh, if they didn't believe that he was risen from the dead, is uh, go to the tomb and mm-hmm. identify the body, right? Right. Yep. But uh, what does it read in Matthew 28, 11 to 15, Patricia? The New King James Version reads, Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. 
And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Now, if you read the book of Acts, when some soldiers allowed a prisoner under their guard, dead or alive, to escape, what happened to them? Do you know? They were, they were, they were all killed. killed. Yeah. So why in the world would these Roman soldiers agree to say, we lost the prisoner? Uh, why would they agree to do that? Why would they say, no, we're not going to do that? I think, for one, they were offered a lot of money. It says a large sum. So it, I was just thinking that while we were reading, it had to be a lot of money because their life was at stake. But mm -hmm. also then the priest said, well, if, 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 if some kind of thing comes where you guys are going to be put to death, we'll intercede for you and make sure that this doesn't In other happen. words, we'll bribe other people yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they've got to deal with the fact that the tomb, is Joseph's it? tomb, is empty. Yes. Yep. How are we going to address that? Now, how do you convince a person today? They say, okay, so the tomb was empty. Maybe they went to the wrong tomb. Of course, that doesn't hold water because if they went to the wrong tomb, the religious leaders would say, that's the wrong tomb. It's this tomb over here. Mm -hmm. but, but still, what would you say to someone who's struggling? Okay, but give me some convincing evidence that Jesus did rise from the dead. What would be the most convincing evidence for a person that Jesus did rise from the dead? What would you say? Sabina, what, what would be most convincing? I mean, apart from maybe meeting Jesus yourself, which Saul of Tarsus did on the road to Damascus, right? Um, what would be convincing evidence besides an empty tomb? Pastor Derek, I can't help but remember and think of Jesus' conversation with his disciples right after the resurrection when he encourages them to remember what was written in the Word of God. So if this person that I was talking to, and I'm just following the example of Jesus, <laughs> right, would require that I would point them to Scripture because that's what Christ did. But apart from that, if it's just a person who has never had like an encounter with Jesus, that's a hard task. Like, how do you convince them, right, that Jesus was resurrected, that it was not just that some disciples had come and stolen the body from, from the tomb? That's a good question. Sure, yeah. Uh, so lots of hands are raised here. Uh, what else could we say that might be convincing, Sean? Yes, Sabina ended with a good point of how do we know the disciples didn't come and steal the body? Well, I would simply say all of them died on the belief that Jesus was resurrected. They would not die in such a horrible way if they knew it was a lie. Yeah, that, that makes good sense. Travis? I was just thinking that um, the greatest testimony in Jesus, that Jesus is alive, is that of a changed life. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, later on, Paul or Peter, who was cursed earlier, cursing Jesus, is now preaching at the day of Pentecost, 3,000 are baptized. I mean, the evidence of the miracle-working God in the lives of all these guys was evidence in itself that the power of God was real and that Jesus had risen from the grave. You know, that same Saul who became, uh, after meeting the risen Christ, became an apostle, Paul, he said, even at that time, there are more than 500 witnesses yes, who've seen. Yes. I want us to go to some of those witnesses mm. whose stories are recorded. Now, if you were trying to put this together to make this up, all right, who would your first witness be? Who would you create, Jason, to be your first witness? Uh, maybe a member of the Sanhedrin, or what would you think? Yeah, I would either go to the Roman soldiers or even, yeah, the political leaders such as the Jewish Sanhedrin. Pilate leaders. would show up. Pilate, or... yes. But who is the first recorded witness? Women. The women. Well, 
the answer is it's it's the first recorded witnesses <laughs> yeah. and and let's see who they Perhaps. were Lavinia if you could read for us in John chapter 20 verses 11 to 19 uh, someone who in that day their testimony would not even be accepted mm. in a court of law That's right. but uh, it was the witness who's uh, recorded here amazing story John 20 11 to 19 Okay, reading from the New King James Version. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace, be with you. Isn't that beautiful? Peace be with you. So I have a question, Lalika, and, and I'm not sure we know for sure, but give us what you think. Why do you think that the risen Jesus appears first to Mary Magdalene? Any idea? Um, honestly, uh, I don't have like a, a sure idea, but um, I would say that she was looking for his uh, savior. For those who are looking, I believe Jesus will be, you know, showing himself. I think Lelika gave the right answer. She was there. Mm -hmm. They'd all mm -hmm. run away and they were hiding for fear of the Jews, but she's there. Mm -hmm. did, did Jesus love Mary Magdalene more than the others? No. Yeah. no. But she showed up. Yes. Right? She was there, and of course, then he reveals himself to his disciples. Michael? No, I was just going to, as she was speaking, I was kind of hoping that she would get, uh, get to that point, which is true. Jesus didn't, uh, well, we can't, we can't really say he didn't plan for Mary to be there, because we know the Holy Spirit does, you know, 
lead us and guide us. Sure. And the Holy Spirit did lead her. But the, the point of it is, who was there to meet Jesus was Mary. Mm. And then in, in over time, we, we have the, 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 the emphasis that it was a woman and all the other stuff you know, that comes along with it. But generally speaking, she was a, uh, she, uh, Jesus saw her first because she was there waiting for him. Now, I want to ask a question. Uh, maybe, uh, Sabina, you can help us, or Marianella, I'm looking for your hands, Enoch. So, when she came, she thought it was the gardener. She wanted to know where they laid the body. So, is it true that when she first came, she did not believe he was risen from the dead? Because mm -hmm. she's asking where the body might be. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what does that tell us about the immeasurable and unfailing love of God? Even with it, she still shows up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Could it be that she's struggling, like, I really want to believe, but, but I'm still struggling because it seems so supernatural. Yes. What do you think, Sabina? Pastor Derek, I also think it was out of her devotion to God. She had had such a transformational experience with Jesus. I don't think she could just easily let him go and not be there, you know, like failing for caring for even, um, you know, his tomb. Because we know that they were caring for his body, embalming, they waited, like, you know, after the Sabbath, all those things that for me are an evidence that even if she was not so clear about what, was the promise about the Messiah that she, she still cared about Jesus and was eager to honor him. And Jesus used her. He could have just revealed her, her, himself to her, but not only he revealed himself to her, but she also encouraged her to go and share that. Sure. So let me ask you a question here. Is it okay to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm still struggling with lots of questions mm -hmm. And, uh, and I don't have all of the answers, but I'm just coming mm -hmm. because you told me to come. Yes. Is it possible that maybe someone watching Hope Sabbath School today would say, I'm still struggling. I'll have a lot of unanswered questions, but I'm going to choose to believe mm. that the promise of Jesus will be fulfilled. Sean. I'm reminded of the verse, I forget where in the Gospels it is, but the, the father goes to Jesus and says, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. So help me to believe more maybe yes. would be a good translation. Yeah. Lalika. Uh, actually, Sabina uh, did speak what I was thinking. Um, yeah, for someone reading the Bible for the first time, you don't expect that she was uh, expecting that Jesus would be alive because none of them really um, believed of the disciples that Jesus would be alive at that time, but her devotion and she should be there. We, we read uh, the end of uh, the, in, in the Gospel of uh, Luke, that the women should be taking care of the body, but sure. because it was habit. But um, from the previous lessons that we saw, that God uh, rewards us with the bonus. Right, she was <laughs> seeking for, for uh, she was there to take care of her uh, master and uh, there is the master. So an added blessing is given. Uh, Patricia, I'll take your comment and then we'll move on. This story really touches my heart because um, you would think that after living in the sinful world and going through everything that Jesus went through and, and experiencing the separation from the Father, the first thing He wanted to do, just as soon as He could after He resurrected, was go to the Father mm. as fast as possible. But then I imagine that Jesus saw uh, the pain in Mary's heart. Mm. And then He mm. said, you know what? 
I'm gonna linger here for a little while longer just so <laughs> I can comfort her. Wow. The immeasurable, unfailing love of God. We hyperspace uh, to another place. Uh, by the way, Jesus doesn't go immediately because we're in another place now where two disciples, only Luke records, yes. are on a little way to a little place called Emmaus. Today we have no idea where that, that is. It, it was not a big settlement, not like going to Jerusalem or going to Bethlehem. Uh, so, but they were on their way, and uh, what happens? Does anybody know the story? What happens while they're on the way, Jason? Sure. Uh, the risen Christ meets them, but uh, is walking along with them. They don't realize it's him, though. Mm -hmm. They're having this conversation, which is which is expressing doubt. And what he does is he goes through the whole history of the Law and the Prophets, the Old Testament for us, and he shows them how uh, Christ is supposed to be died, buried, and then resurrected. Uh, they're just kind of amazed at this Bible study. Then when they get to the house, and right when they're about ready to have the meal, all of a sudden they realize who this person was on the road with them. So let's take a look, and, and, and we'll read just the last part of the story in Luke 24. Could we look at Luke 24, verses 30 to 35? You kind of gave us a, a summary of the early part of the meeting, but let's see what happens, verses 30 to 35 of Luke 24. The New King James Version says, Luke chapter 24, verse 30 to 35, Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up at that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Amen. Now these were not the most famous disciples, right? No. Uh, what were their names? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Cleopas. Oh, Lavinia, we know one of them, right? One of them, yes. Cleopas. Cleopas, right? The other one, it says they came to their house. Was it a relative? Was it Cleopas' wife, who was also a disciple, or maybe a, a, a child? We don't know, but it came to their house. So, but they're not the most famous. Again, why doesn't it give us the more famous, you know? And the answer mm -hmm. is, it's just telling the story yes. of what happened, right? But I have a question for you. Those of whether you're with us remotely here or here in the studio, it says they recognized him by the breaking of bread, of the bread. What do you think? Was it the way he broke the bread like he did in the upper room? Was it they saw the scars on his hands? And they, they saw it's the, it's the Lord because I think he still has the scars, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Because later in the upper room, he'll tell Thomas, yeah. come and touch. This, the wound in my side. Mm -hmm. What do you think, uh, Lavinia? What what was it? I mean, we're, I guess you'd say we're we're guessing, but but we're using our imagination. When they when he broke the bread, they recognized who it was. So uh, yeah, I I agree with you, Pastor Derek, that they probably saw the the nail scars in his hands. But I I would imagine that the Lord also said the blessing. Mm -hmm. 
ah. and the way that he prayed, <laughs> you know, being his disciples, they had heard it before, how yeah. he addressed his father and, um, and the Holy Spirit at that point removed the scales from their eyes. Mm. Mm. You know, I often wondered why uh, the Lord, it was hidden from them that it was him. But, but let me ask you a question. Do you think they would have listened to that life-changing Bible study if they'd known it was him? I mean, mm -hmm. they'd have been so excited yeah. and yeah. pumped with adrenaline, right? <laughs> yeah. yep. That, that yeah, it's right. like, let me show this. And then, and then they recognize him and their yes. hearts. Well, how did they feel doing that Bible study anyway? Do you remember? Burned. burned. Their hearts burned within yes. them. Michael. Yeah, and I was actually just about to emphasize what you mentioned here, that um, had Jesus introduced himself as the Messiah, the risen Savior that, that you know, they had just seen you know, crucified, uh, I mean, you saw when they actually did see him face to face. They got so excited. They ran all the way back to uh, Jerusalem in that same hour. So if he had seen, uh, they had seen him face to face the first time, uh, I, I think God wanted to establish in their hearts and in their minds all the prophecies, all the reason and logic mm. that went into the plan of salvation wow. before the passion and emotion and joy and excitement took over. That, tie, that ties in with what Sabina said earlier, that one evidence we can give is going back to the Scriptures, right, Amen. Sabina? That we show everything fulfilled according to the Scriptures, yeah. uh, including, he said, and rise the third day, Amen. right? Yep. want to look at one more passage in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. Travis, would you read that for us? Um, we see the love of Jesus here in John 20, verses 19 to 29. There are, there are multiple appearances of Jesus, the risen Christ, but uh, he was just one of them. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the print of nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, and the doors were shut, being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hands here, and put it into my side. Do not, do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen 
and yet have believed. So where do you see the love of God mm -hmm. there in their interaction first with the, I guess the ten by then, because Thomas is gone, right? I mean, excuse me, Thomas is gone and Judas is gone, yeah. right? So the ten and then with the eleven. Where do you see the love of God in that situation? Anyone? You can see the patience with, uh, despite their doubts, uh, he's, he, he's willing to show them, uh, you know, patiently, physically, mm -hmm. just walk them through the reality that he is alive. Doesn't it, doesn't it reinforce that, that the Lord is not trying to discard us, he's yes. trying to win us, right? right. Yeah. Amen. yeah, Jason? And I love the interaction with Thomas because Thomas specifically says, I'm not going to believe unless these certain things happen. And Jesus comes and, and says, here, I'm, I'm meeting you where you are. Ah. Yes. You know, the, the, another account, they're fishing. They go fishing. They're told to go to Galilee and meet Jesus. So why are they fishing? What should they be doing in Galilee? Anybody? Preaching what? the gospel. They should be preaching that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. And that whoever believes in him can have everlasting life. That's this series, right? Yes. Life, death, resurrection, eternal life. So what in the world are they doing fishing <laughs> when they should be sharing the gospel? Do we have an answer? Yes, Marianella. They were going back to their comfort zone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're going back to what they knew how to do. At least Peter was a fisherman, so was his brother, Andrew, and James and John were fishermen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go back, uh, and yet Jesus meets them. And uh, Patricia, if you could read verses, just verses 10 through 14 of John 21. Again, we see the love of the risen Savior, verses 10 through 14. Uh, we'll pick up the story. Jesus is on the beach, and they've been fishing all night and haven't caught anything. Uh, let's hear how the story continues. Verses 10 to 14. The New King James Version reads, Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. He goes out of his way to eat with them. Yep. Uh, by the way, he's going to reinstate Peter, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. In this situation. Mm -hmm. So the love of God is revealed over and over again in amazing ways. We don't have all of the accounts, but I do want to ask Lalique if you could read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll discover in verses 3 to 7 that uh, actually there were many more people than we actually hear of in the Gospels. H how many would you say total so far we've, we've heard that have seen the risen Christ? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you know, I mean, 20. fifteen, twenty, something yeah. like that. We, there were several women and eleven disciples totally. It's not a large number, is it? Yeah. But, but key people, mm -hmm. uh, starting with the women of God, mm -hmm. praise God, right? Yeah. Witnessed. But let's listen to Paul's testimony in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 7. 
I'll be reading from the New King James Version. For I delivered to you first of all that which I have received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, He was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. It's 500, mm. that's a lot. By the way, it mentions that he met Cephas or Peter, Simon and Peter, yep. but the scriptures, Mark tells us about that meeting, but doesn't say what happened. What do you think Jesus said to Simon Peter when he met him uh, shortly after his resurrection from the dead? What was the last thing he'd heard from Peter? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. He cursed him. So, I, so I'm thinking, by the scriptures we just read, when they were fishing, Peter jumps off the boat and swims. So obviously Jesus had said something to let him know that he was back in harmony with God. He was not rejected. He was not rejected because you just don't jump off of a boat and go swimming, you know. He mm. was excited when Jesus was on that shore. And yet he still wasn't proclaiming the gospel, he's fishing. So right. it's a journey, isn't it? It's yes. a journey. Yes. But I, I hear the Apostle Paul saying there are 500, some have fallen asleep, which means yeah. they've died, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But some are still living. Talk to them. Yes. Talk to yes. these eyewitnesses, as well as like Sabina said, see all of the evidence, everything predicted, prophecies of the Old Testament fulfilled in the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But talk to the witnesses. But what does that have to do with us today? In the last section, I want to talk about the significance of Christ's resurrection, and I want to go to several passages together. Lavinia, if you could take us to the first passage in Matthew chapter 27, 51 to 53. Matthew 27, 51 to 53, and then I'm going to ask uh, Marianella if you could read 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. Okay, reading from the New King James Version. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now, interesting sequence there. The earthquake is at the time of the death when the veil is torn from top to bottom. The tombs are broken open. Yep. But then it says, after the resurrection of Jesus, they went into the city. I don't think they sat waiting around for him to be raised. I think they are raised with him mm -hmm. and they go to testify. They are, well, let's see, Marianella, maybe you can read to us 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. Oh, how does the Apostle Paul describe this resurrection? It says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The first fruits, first Christ, and then this group, 
Now, we don't know. My favorite book on the life of Jesus says that they were people who'd given their lives. Martyrs, we would say. That could go all the way back to Abel, right? It could come all the way up to John the Baptist. You say, who were these people raised from the dead? But they are the first fruits. Yes. Which means what? What, what's, what were the first fruits in terms of the harvest? Does anybody know? Sabina, do you know what the first fruits were? What, did, what was the significance of the first fruits of the harvest? Pastor Derek, I'm thinking of the feasts that they were celebrating also. So Jesus, he had, you know, uh, participated in the Easter, resurrected all according also to some of those feasts that were prepared to point to the plan of salvation. And one of the feasts that were actually being celebrated at that time was the, the Feast of the First Fruits, that when they had the first harvest. And it was many pointing to, you know, the first, as you were saying, like the first collection of souls and people that were resulting of the work of Jesus in the cross and his resurrection. So these were the first people that could enjoy that blessing. So the first fruits are significant, especially for the people who are raised, but they are pointing forward to the rest of the harvest, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. When does the rest of the harvest happen? Well, we've read this before, but Sean, maybe you could read it for us in 1 Thessalonians 4, because someone joining us for Hope Sabbath School today may hear this for the very first time. Yep. Christ's resurrection breaks open the tomb. Amen. Yes. Amen. For all who believe in him as Amen. Savior. Mm-hmm. The first fruits come. Mm-hmm. We'll have to find out who they were. I happen to have, I'd like to think at least that John the Baptist was one of those, mm-hmm. faithful even to death. But the Lord knew who he brought forward, yeah. the first fruits, right? But what about the great harvest? Sean, could you read that from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses uh, 13 through 18? Yes, let's read that together. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this way we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's the great harvest right there. Amen. Keep going. Amen. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, I want to ask a question. Enoch, I'm going to ask you first and then some others. Just one or two word answer. Who are you looking forward to seeing on that great harvest resurrection when Christ returns? Enoch, can you think of someone? Uh, King David. Oh, you want to see King David? (laughs) And he'll say, I'm saved by the grace of God. Someone else, who are you looking forward to seeing on that great resurrection day? Travis. My mom. 
Mm. Your mom, who he gave Bible studies to. Amen. Sabina. I want to see my dad. Mm. Lost him when you were 15 years of age. He'll be so proud of you. Yes. So thankful that you followed Jesus and became a proclaimer of the risen Christ and salvation through Praise faith in Him. Lavinia, who are you looking forward to seeing on that great Harvest Resurrection Day? In addition to my family, certainly those like Daniel and Joseph who just paved the path, blazed a path for us in Scripture by the, the lives that they lived through the grace of God. And maybe you have someone, you say, Pastor Derek, I have a loved one, or I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus on that great resurrection day. Friend, you don't need to miss that resurrection. Christ has secured a way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you that Christ had victory over death and that we don't need to fear the grave anymore. We have new life and eternal life through Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us at Hope Sabbath School. What a joyful hope we have. Go out and share that good news with those around you.